welcome to the Flicky Podcast, where even bad, good films get bad reviews. My name is Chris, and I am joined with the star of the Flicky Podcast, Mr. John. How are you doing? I'm good, dude. You good? How are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are doing uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, which is important because it was mer- uh, marketed as Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. And I w- it's not. Was that his decision? I don't know. You know what I mean? It seems like a weird uh, title, but I guess it was. It's a way to differentiate it from other Draculas That's in what the past. I was yeah, like the Universal Dracula. Like it sounds. Yeah, yeah. it sounds different. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but the thing is, when you're going to call it Bram Stoker's Dracula, it should kind of closely adhere to the novel, right? You would. That's like you would think so. That's like saying I'm going to do uh, J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter, and then you know just add in a. Comp- stuff that's completely not in it and change the entire story right and make the heart of the story nothing to do with what the books were about yes yeah because yeah. we got to talk about that because i have not read the book uh-huh. so it'll be interesting to get uh contrasting perspectives on that i mean obviously i, I would like to know what happens in the book so we can uh <laughs> juxtapose <laughs> juxtapose it with the film yeah uh and then also talk about the quality of the film itself so this will be a spoilery review Mm-hmm. Um, although I will say you can pretty much spoil this whole movie and, and still go back and watch it if you find it interesting. Like I, I, I and that, and that, <laughs> that, that's because the story seems, uh, there's a lot to be, uh, desired in terms of the narrative plot. Cause that's I do think this, yeah, I, I, I actually overall, liked what this film was trying to do and i actually thought for like the first i don't know 45 minutes it was a good movie and i think it's shot really well it's yep. interesting production design is great uh set design's great um the costumes are are awesome honestly the cinematography is yep. pretty awesome um they had the a squad on a production oh yeah for sure it was good um I think we, we, we can also talk about this, but I was getting real Lynchian, David Lynch vibes in this. I mean, it almost to the point where it felt like Coppola was trying to make a David Lynch movie. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's just me. I mean, he did get Anthony Hopkins to play uh, Van, Helsing. Van Helsing, who's in Elephant Man, but uh, yeah. Hopkins is also a yeah, world-famous actor at the time. He was just coming off uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah, so... That, that that that's uh, that could just be coincidence, but I'm I'm I got real. I was like, man, Coppola is trying his best David Lynch impersonation here. I, I felt that at times, honestly. This is also probably Coppola's best overall movie since Apocalypse Now. Yeah, because he hasn't really. Which is a rough statement. Because he, yeah, he hasn't made anything good in forty years. Yeah, and because that's because he went insane doing. Oh yeah, he went Apocalypse crazy. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, if you haven't seen, uh, which I know you have, but yeah. for the audience, if you haven't seen. Heart, Heart of Darkness, mm-hmm. the documentary on the making of Apocalypse Now. Yeah, it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's amazing watching that documentary. It is a miracle that that movie got made. Yeah, and it's then it is a miracle on top of the miracle that ended up being a masterpiece. Yeah, I mean that man, his mind broke during that film, and you could see it happen. Yeah, in the documentary, he had so much writing on it, and just so much shit happened during the you know i mean the whole monsoon crushing the set and they had to oh yeah it. they had to rebuild the set none of the actors were fucking listening to him nope 
who's having heart attacks, Martin who's she, drugged. Yeah, I mean, let's not spoil everything because it's, yeah. an, it's an amazing documentary. Yeah. I mean, I'll say at one point the during the famous uh, Beethoven scene with all the planes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he had the Filipino army lend him yeah. the planes, and while they were filming and they had all the whole set set up, they ha- they got called back by the army to for like a training mission. They were they were scheduled for something, and they just left. They the plane all the planes just left, and he couldn't film the fucking scene. They had to film it another day. <laughs> I mean, just crazy <laughs> shit like that. I you know, uh, just the horrors of movie making. Uh, did not envy that man, but yeah, fantastic documentary. But yeah, he he really he tried with this. I mean, you, there's a there's a talented director at work here for sure. Yeah. I mean, you you could tell. Yeah, he you, you could tell he wanted to um, do something epic in scope because that's how he thinks now all yeah. the time. Things in epic scopes, and he wanted to do something. He wanted to make a good uh, horror film. Uh, mm-hmm. His screenplay by uh, I'm gonna have to say his name because he deserves ridicule. His screenplay <laughs> by James V. Hart um, uh, fails him. I think. Yeah. Did, well, did he? Uh, I know he's not credited. Do, do you know any stories if he did rewrites or anything like I'm that? I'm sure he helped out with it, but he's yeah. not credited. It's right. just credited to one guy. Um. Yeah. I mean, he produced it. It's you know Americans. And I know. Like, and I know uh, Coppola was a big Dracula fan. Like he loved the character and the story and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if so let's change it specifically to the book. But yeah, I because I don't know if he was actually a fan of the book. I can. Yeah. I, I just knew he was a fan of Dracula. I think um, he had to be because so because uh, he was Dracula, a fan of him since he was a kid, right? So yeah. Dracula, you know. the book is uh, the word. I might uh, say it wrong. Uh, epistolatory. Uh, uh, so it's written through. Um, diary entries, uh, letters, uh, oh, newspaper yeah. clippings. I don't know what that form of narrative is called. Epistolatory might yeah. be right. So I, that's how it's written. It's not written as like a third or a first person form. It's yeah. that's and it's epistolatory like AP like apostille. Yeah, like the like like uh, the gospels. Of the right. Apostles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's how you get it. And what you wind up doing is, as you're reading, you find out that this is the collection of evidence of how. Mina, Jonathan, Van Helsing, uh, all those guys uh, found out who Dracula is and what his plan is. Gotcha. Okay. So they do adhere to that in the beginning of the movie, and then it goes off the rails. Right. Okay. Uh, and why does it go off the rails? Because uh, this does, this is not in the book, and it's, it's important to say the distinction because this movie ultimately becomes a love story about Mina Harker and Count Dracula and that is just not the case in the book. Yeah, he in the book. Um, I mean, well, to be fair, let's just say what we're criticizing here, because the movie could do whatever it fucking it wants. Yeah, they're just calling it Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, you can't so do if that. you go in there thinking that it's Bram you can change Stoker's little Dracula. things. I don't mind yeah. like the first scene, which we'll get into. I don't mind the idea of that scene that he's kind of Vlad the Impaler uh-huh. and all that stuff. I think that's actually really cool. Right, because that's who Dracula was based on, right? Yeah, Vlad that's one of the, yeah, that's what they say. And I or Ivan the Terrible. No, no, Vlad the Impaler. It's not a mix of. It's not a. No, and that's the other woman. The woman. No, no, I'm saying the character though. The no, Bram it's Vlad. Oh, it is just Vlad. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Vlad, and then there was like a, like a um a princess who like bathed in like blood, the blood of the townspeople. Oh, the serial that, killer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know her name. Her too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should. I should have looked that up. That's a very fascinating yeah. story. Although they say it was a little overblown. Afterwards, like she, there's horror stories about how she would yeah, uh, invite these or yeah orphan kids, and they and yeah. he, they would uh, drink their blood and rape them with their heads cut off and all that shit. Yeah, um, 
yeah, but in retrospect, apparently, like her enemies after she died, really, uh, really embellished a lot of that horror, you know, to make her seem like the most evil person ever. But yeah, but, yeah. But if you're gonna even do it, if you, even if you if you even do it once, though. Oof. Oh yeah, yeah, no, she's horrible. Yeah, yeah she's clearly horrible. But like, yeah. just uh, th- th- there's a bit of horror horror uh, narrative yeah, element yeah, to that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So that's the thing. Like, Mina is actually, um, she is devoted to Jonathan in the book, completely devoted. She tr- okay. She does not have to be um sold by Lucy to go to Romania. Right. She right. does it herself to take care of yeah. him. Although in the in the film, what the implication is is she does. It's not so much a conscious choice. She's seduced by him almost. Uh, I would say a little bit of like a spell. It, it well, I until the, the way end. it's filmed. It's yeah, I know, but it's like a spell. I mean, the, the, there's that sort of orgiastic scene at the end yeah. with Helsing, and he's uh, he's possessed her in a sense, right? Yeah. So like, it's it's almost not her fault, and essentially, and eventually she does overcome it and they have that nice yeah but then she makes she does make conscious choices about i want to have your blood so i can be your bride for your life right i just i took it to be like she's sort of under this enthralled uh i think at points yes and then i think at points at other points she's like yeah i just want to fucking do this yeah yeah you might be right i don't want to fucking yeah yeah uh which is just not the case uh he actually goes after mina in the book because he winds up correctly deducing that she's the one that kind of figured it out who he is oh and so, he has to shut her up so he attacks her to get back at everybody gotcha purposely does it okay yes. all right so yeah basically so let's start with that right this yeah. the book's not a love story this is a love story it is a love story and I, another doomed romance yes <laughs> uh and so the movie starts with uh dracula it's it's vlad the impaler he's holding back the turks but yeah it's 1500s late 1500s Something 1587 like or some shit yeah um and essentially he defeats the turks but and as a way of uh horrifying them he puts all their his enemies on stakes and impales them which i liked how they did how they yeah. did it Shot oh i really thought well. the costume was really cool it was really funky and weird and yeah. uh gothic and interesting i mean again i found it very lynchian mm-hmm. um really cool i i like that whole scene what i but here so to me there's there's a couple problems with this we'll probably agree with what yeah so there's confusion already off the bat right so basically there's a giant cross in the church so basically his wife who's played by winona Ryder, mm-hmm. uh in the past who's his great love gets a letter a fake letter saying he's been killed so she throws herself off the castle in a really cool shot, actually. Yeah. Um, and he essentially uh, renounces God. He yep. curses God for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I served him. I defeated these armies, these uh, Turkish foes, and look how he repays me. Yeah. And the priest, who's played by Anthony Hopkins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is basically like, you know, mm-hmm. you're blaspheming. And he takes his sword and he stabs the middle of the cross in this chapel. Mm-hmm. And it starts bleeding, gushing mm-hmm. blood. I don't really know what's going on at this point. And this is the source of his immortality, essentially. Yeah, like that's how I. Yeah, I mean, see, so this is why I say this is Lynchian. Mm-hmm. This is right, right off the bat. I'm thinking because that's something Lynch would do. Like, there's not. I, I don't really care about. I'm not gonna explain this. Yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I'm not looking for cause effect narrative structure. I didn't fucking study screenwriting in, in college. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's just what happens and now he's immortal it's not like it's not this is an experience it's not about 
yeah. figuring out why that happens or, or making rules of the magical world in which you're uh, participating in, mm -hmm. right? So, but already I'm like, yeah. Well, okay. the worst part about that, though, is that after we see Winona Ryder jump off, he sees her on the floor. There's nothing yeah. wrong with her. She's got a little bit of blood on the side of her side Yeah, of her yeah. She'd be mangled and broken at public Right, right, right. That's true. Even if she she's, hit the water, it doesn't matter. She's looking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Nothing wrong with her. So, again, I think this is fucking Lynchian horror weirdness. I think this <laughs> is him being like, it's not important. Yeah. It's not about um, realism. Mm -hmm. This is not that. We're in a fantastical world. Yeah. And it's just about the that sort of archetypal moment of the loving husband holding his dead devoted wife. Yeah. And she has to be complete and because to really uh, express that union. It's not about her mangled body. It's just the fact mm -hmm. that she's dead. Uh, and, but you're right. So I guess what I do appreciate is that the film just lets you know about that off the bat, right? The film's basically making a promise to you and saying, listen, this is sort of how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, how did he become Dracula? Well, he stabbed the cross and there was full of blood in it. It was sort of this miraculous, maybe demonic thing that happened. Yeah. And he inherited this sort of demonic power of immortality. Yeah. Dude, because his, of his dead wife and he renounces God, which is in a way he's renouncing like love, I guess, or some shit. I don't know, thematically. Yeah. Um, and then we move on. And now he's Dracula. Yes. Which is fine. It was just, uh, it was a little jarring. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, I just found it weird, but maybe that's the kind of, you know, once again, I'm going to say this a lot, probably if, if I, if this was directed by David Lynch and that happened, mm. I wouldn't have batted an eye. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, let's move on. But because it was Coppola yeah. and because it's based on the book, um, and I know some shit like that, uh, would it didn't happen in the book. I no, imagine that's not all that is not in the book. Right. So that is literally, that is just a plot device to make it that. Winona Ryder's Mina looks like right. his, uh, his past yeah. wife. That's just um, reincarnated, essentially. It's just, yeah. I, I thought, coming from Coppola, you know, who's a more, you know, historically just a narrative-driven mm -hmm. film director, you know, standard by the book in that sense, um, there would have been some sort of, I don't know, blood sacrifice or call to Satan or these demonic spirits, which you see later on in the film, that he's basically like, grant me mortality and I will serve your evil uh, ways or, you know, in order to, you know, help uh, take God out of the world. I don't know. Yeah. Just something more specific than it's really an implication that he stabs with his blood. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And then we jump forward. It's like, oh, now it's he's Dracula. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of visual storytelling. But so, yeah, that was jarring. So. Yeah. And then they cut right into Jonathan Harker going, writing his letters. Yeah. Should we talk about the casting already? Uh, Should we get yeah. into this? Yeah. 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 Because that, that might be the fun part about this podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, let, me, let me tell you. The, let's say the editing is not good in this film. However. It's a little weird. There's a yellow. The, the, whoever edited this, I'll check it out in a minute. Whoever edited did a yeoman's job when it came to Keanu Reeves acting because Keanu Reeves is terrible in this movie. Oh, he is. He's awful. Let me tell you. It's, I mean, it's one of the worst performances I've ever seen, certainly for a major motion picture. Coppola's, uh, that's something else that Coppola got good at when he got older is putting shitty actors yeah. in shitty roles. I think, I mean, <laughs> Sophia Coppola, bless her heart, Godfather 3. I know, well, ironically, 
she he kind of got fucked by Winona Ryder because she was supposed to be the daughter. He's and always pull want, out. he wanted to work with Winona for a few years. Yeah, yeah. and Winona was supposed to be uh, Pacino, uh, Michael Corleone's daughter in Godfather Part Three, and apparently, like last second or before shooting, she had to pull out. She had to pull out. Yeah. Um, I think so. He's like, fuck it. I'm just gonna. Uh, oh, that that probably checks out. I think right. I think time wise. Uh, so he gets his daughter and it's, that is the worst performance I've ever seen in a major motion picture ever, yeah. ever. She is absolutely useless. I mean, she's awful in that film. It's not even acting. I don't know what it is. No, I can't blame her too much. She was super young. Her dad and was she's like, also just not do an actress. it. And she's Keanu, not an actress. Keanu's done some movies before this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that like, if I had to pick the top three worst performances I've ever seen, two of them are Coppola's films. I also yeah. think Winona Ryder kind of sucks in this, honestly. I'll, I'll talk about Winona. I don't think she's after, good in it. I don't think she she fits that uh, era and timeline. You know, no, she can't really do the accent either. But nope. next to Keanu, she's a fucking savant. Yeah, she's the Gary Oldman yeah. of accents next to Keanu. Yeah, and I love Keanu. Everybody loves Keanu. I really do. But this is um, performance art bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When he's like, this is like something to behold when of he, how bad it when is. When he screams when uh he's given the baby to the three vampire queens. I mean he can't even do- Oh boy. Oh I thought what was worse where he was like where he flips out uh, to Dracula in the house, he's like, There's bats and wolves with blue eyes or whatever he says. Yeah. And it's a very short, awkward speech anyway. Yeah. And then with his accent, it's and it's funny because I'm watching this. I'm like, it's actually important. He's part trying of the novel. to hold on to the act. You could see Keanu's yeah. really trying. Yeah. And I did read up on it, and then Coppola said that thing. He's like, people don't realize how hard he worked on that accent. And the pro and Coppola said it was bad. <laughs> you know, Coppola <laughs> fully admitted like, he didn't do a good job. But basically, he was like, he was so conscious of trying to do the accent, and apparently, he directed him to like, dude, just be looser with it, relax, mm-hmm. don't focus on the accent too much, and just so he said that's why he came off as stilted. That's not just why it how about either way. how about when he comes back to london with mina they're both married now they're in the carriage and he's like that's that's the man and he looks younger oh, oh. yeah man it's oh, what it's we're bad. saying does not give it justice how bad it is no it's really like, bad it's also very short edits because they well know i know that's another thing i was gonna say because he's actually barely in the film and there was he's, definitely plenty more coverage yeah. Uh, that uh, left on the cutting room floor because they were probably like he's, one, he's the main protagonist yeah. in the story he Him ain't in Mina. the movie no that's another thing too the movie makes a, makes a pretty sharp turn as to what this film's about yeah uh, because so yeah so he's barely in it you could tell with the quick cuts yeah. and the editing we can't use this we cannot use this he's so bad <laughs> what are we gonna do I don't know <laughs> But the movie, I, I don't think he's supposed to be the star because the movie's not about him. It seems like it's about him. First off, we never know why he's sent oh, no, to Transylvania. Because Renfield went nuts. Yeah, Renfield went crazy, but he's going to just help him buy up land in London. That was so literally the only the reason. Here's, this because is why eventually, it's a problem. This is why it's a problem. In the book, he winds up wanting – Dracula wants to go to London because it's the most populous city in the world. He can feed all the time. And none of the locals know who, who he is. In Transylvania, right. they know who he is. They know to protect themselves against him uh-huh. and do all that stuff. He's gonna go. To, he goes to London essentially for an all-you-can-eat buffet. Right. This is this is not shown in the movie. So I will say, if that's what it is in the book, 
um, he does implicit he does imply that a bit where he talks about how London's the center of the world and he wants to go there. Yes. So there's if you know Dracula, like the underlying subtext of that is like I want to be in the middle of that so I can be powerful. But the turn happens where he just happens to see his picture, his picture of his wife. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, do you believe in destiny? And it's like yeah. that's his wife reincarnated, I guess. Where that's what the movie's about. So he goes to London for that. Yeah. You know, but he was going anyway. Yeah. But now he, like, really wants to go. And now he wants, you know, to be with her. Right. It's it's clunky. Is Well, let's know. talk about even before this. So you t- you mentioned Renfield, played by Tom Waits, as this lawyer. Yeah, I love Tom Waits. <laughs> I love way. Tom Waits, too. I actually think he does a really good job in this film. Yeah. Uh, he's really fun. But so Tom Waits, Renfield, was his lawyer that would go to London and do his dealings for him for the law firm. Yep. Uh, He goes insane. Mm -hmm. And clearly the audience, it's dramatic irony, but the audience knows that, okay, he went insane because of Dracula. And now he basically worships Dracula. And he's telling the truth. And he's telling the truth. But his character's pointless. Yeah. Well, completely. he doesn't do anything. I, I was waiting to see how the character tied into the story, and he didn't at all. Yeah, he well, he's kind of just used to put in Jonathan in the book, but he does. But serve in the a bigger, but the movie could have just started with the law firm being like, "Hey, Jonathan, we have this client, yeah, named Dracula. Just go to Transylvania. Why do we need Renfield? Because it's a famous character, and the, and it's does, what does he serve a purpose it. in the book? Yeah, I mean, he's more of um, yeah, it's more um, he kind of helps Dracula more in the book. He doesn't do anything in this. Yeah, he just kind of talk. He he kind of is like a, a manic street preacher. In, yeah, uh, in but this. you yeah. know the manic street preacher usually has some insight or something that it can be used or it reveals something. Yeah, I don't know, even some sort of uh, crazy kind of wise old man character or something. There's nothing. Yeah, he says he, like one thing to Winona Ryder's character to Mina. At the end. Yeah, uh, at yeah. the end about Dracula, and then Dracula yeah. says, "You betrayed me." Yeah, uh, which he didn't. Which he didn't. He didn't do it. That was another confusing line. Yeah. I, I was like trying to think back. What did he do? What, no, Jonathan he... did it. Because <laughs> Jonathan knew where he was going to stay. So, so oh, Renfield... he thinks Renfield yeah. betrayed That's how where I he took it. lived? Yeah. I took it as because in the scene before, Renfield basically warned Mina about him. Mm. And so he's like, you betrayed oh, me. And he would know that because he does the mind meld. Exactly. But I, I guess you could read this anyway. That's And that's not good. Well, I I, we're trying to find reasons. Yeah. So Renfield's character was pointless, and I was actually looking forward to see how he fit in. Yeah. I thought he was going to tie into the story in London. Like, oh, where's what part is this guy going to play? He doesn't actually play a part. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Renfield goes crazy. John goes to the law uh, from the law firm to Transylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a lot of, especially in the beginning, I found a lot of camp. Like, Coppola, Coppola does have fun with it. There's this campy... When he's in the carriage going to Transylvania and the carriage rider is basically dressed up like a black knight with this jagged armor and yeah. pushes him into the carriage. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. Yeah. And I think it's on purpose. I think it's purposely funny and campy, yeah. which I really liked. I'm going to be honest. I really liked the first 30 to 40 minutes of this film. Okay. I was watching this because I know we talked about it and you didn't, you're like, you're not going to like it. And I'm watching this like, no, this is good. This is fun. It's lynching. It's, and, you know, then you ended up being right. So <laughs> uh, so he goes into the house. Gary Oldman, Dracula, is very old. First yeah. off, let's just say Gary Oldman is excellent in this film. He's very I good. Found. I thought he was. He, I mean, he is by far. He is by far better than 
every act- actor in this movie. Oh, because I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of Anthony Hopkins in this movie, but um, Gary well, it's Hopkins doing his irreverent old man thing. Yeah, but also his accent's a little weird too. Like it's a, it's a yeah. little strange. Gary Oldman uh, knocks this out of the park. Yeah, he's um, I, I I thought he was incredible. He it's like it's like watching Robert Downey Jr.'s old Chaplin. Like he pulls off being an old man, and he's only like thirty in this movie. Yeah, he's very young. It's and like, what his first big breakout role in Hollywood, isn't it? Um, in Hollywood, this is ninety four. No, this is ninety two. Oh, ninety two, right? Yeah. So he, I mean, yeah, wait, he did wait. sit in Nancy. It's ninety two because Godfather three came out before this. I thought. Yeah, Godfather three came out before this. I thought Godfather three was ninety two. No, Godfather three is nineteen ninety. That's Goodfellas and Dances with Wolves. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Ninety two. I think this is his big breakout role in Hollywood. Probably. Uh, he was probably he, he did a lot of those independent big time, uh, you know, British movies yeah, and TV yeah. shows. But yeah, I would probably agree was, with you. When he played Sid Vicious, was that before the Sid and yeah, Nancy? Yeah, that was in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's nineteen eighty four, but I'm not entirely sure about that. Ooh, that seems super early for that. Something like that. But whatever, and he's excellent in that too. But, uh, but yeah, he's just he's he's just a level above everybody. He's no one's just on his level in this film. No, uh, he's too good. It, it, it actually, and that's what I won't say it makes Keanu stick out worse because Keanu is horrible no matter what. I found it made Winona Ryder really stick out. So can I? Can we talk about that for a second? So, I actually. I would stack up Winona Ryder's first 10 years against a lot of Hollywood actresses. She was in a lot of good movies, and she's excellent in them. Like, yeah. Have you ever seen The Age of Innocence? Scores? Oh, yeah. She's, I love that movie. She goes toe-to-toe with Daniel Day-Lewis in that movie. For sure. She's great. She's – That's. I mean, that is her wheelhouse. I mean, that the, the, yeah. the kind, pure-hearted, kind of innocent woman in that time. Yeah. Uh, I don't – I feel Victoria, bad. Like – Victorian era America like that. I thought she did really well in the Crucible as well. Uh, Little Women. Little Women. Beetlejuice uh, Heathers. Girl Interrupted. Mm-hmm. She had a. T- I mean, she had a. She had a time span there, bro. Very good until uh, she stole the item and Mr. Deeds. And I don't know what's. Uh-huh. Called. She's lost her fastball. Like there's a reason. Yeah, she's because you know just jumping ahead. She's not good at Stranger Things. I was. I was gonna which I was up. surprised about. When I was going to bring that up. That yes, because like in a way, when I was watching Stranger Things, I'm like, oh, this could be a good way for her to kind of have a comeback here. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it's David Harbor having it. Right. <laughs> because yeah. he's really good in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not good in yeah, Stranger well, Things. It's Harbor's she's, really breakout role. The guy was doing yeah. kind of small shit for years. Yeah, he that he had that thing in the newsroom. That's really about it. Yeah. Um, Winona Ryder. It's like, I, I forgot who I, I said it to one of our friends about some, something else, but I'm like, she's lost like her fastball. Yeah, it's a good way and, to put it. She's uh, she's lost her Which step. is sad because she was an excellent actress. She's not good in this, but mm. she was excellent. And she's only 20 in this movie. So she, when they filmed it, she was 19. Yeah. That's true. So you got to give her that too. She's super young. And she but was, she cannot she do that could, accent, man. No, it's, no. It's not horrible. It's just generic, and it is stilted. You 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 feel her <laughs> struggling with the accent. This was Coppola saying, "I want good-looking people in these roles." Yeah, he always said it about Keanu, and, the, and they he were like wanted a hot guy that girls yeah. loved. Yeah, and they're that's you your know, fault. I want to work with them because it's it's very clear he wanted to work with Winona. Yeah, before that's fine, and I get that. You know, and there are actors around movies where I'm annoyed mm-hmm. that they're in them. Watching Keanu and to a lesser extent Winona, I'm annoyed at Coppola because yeah. you at this point know what Keanu is. 
Yeah. He's fucking Bill and Ted, dude. Yeah. So you put him as the lead in a period piece because he's hot. And he tried really hard. He tried too hard. Yeah. That's your fault. So that actually pissed me off. That's a knock against the director to me. Yeah. Because there's no other way this would have turned out. No. You knew. Not with him. The answer. Yeah. Not with him. You knew what the answer was going to be yeah. with him. Yeah. Winona, okay. That's a hit. That's a, little a swing more... and a miss. Yeah. But that's, that's okay. Uh, yeah, you should know not to cast Keanu Reeves in this movie. Yeah. To your point, Winona was fucking hitting it out of the park up until this point. Yeah. So why not give her a shot? Try it. Once you hire her, it turns out she can't do the accent. What are you going to do? Yeah. Okay, fine. Keanu, you knew what you were going to get. Yeah. Come on. The fact that you're expecting anything else is, uh, <laughs> that's a miss. Yeah. That's a knock. That's your fault, dude. That is a, that is an error. I want to know what Gary Oldman was thinking when they were filming this. Oh, I don't know. And he's like, and he's, and he's like doing this awesome Transylvanian accent. Yeah. He's, his accent's and he's great. also sound, impeccable. He's also sounding like he's a hundred years yeah, old as he does. Even it. his movements and stuff. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> he's watching it's this really guy specific. who's around his same age as him doing what should be his accent. Yeah. <laughs> and he's probably looking at him like, holy shit. Yeah. Hello there, sir. I can't even do. Hello there, sir. Yeah, well, yeah, he sounds like a, a Californian trying to do a British accent. Yeah, that's almost like you're making like he's making fun of British people. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. So, oh man, it's it's rough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Gary Oldman's just another level in this film. Yeah. Okay. Now, again, we get to the. So, uh, fuck. Where did we leave off plot wise? Because we just started shitting on the actors and praising Gary Oldman. We should get back to. So he's in the so he's, he's in the in, he's in the castle now. Correct. He's in Transylvania with with Gary Oldman. Yeah. Uh, he's basically Gary Oldman's buying a bunch of property in London. And not only and, that, Dracula is threatening right off the bat. To oh, him. he's incredibly creepy. Well, here's another thing that is Whoa. that makes Keanu so bad in this film, and why it knocks the film down is because I don't know if it's Keanu's act. I, I, it has to be Keanu's acting, right? He doesn't acknowledge the inherent creepiness yeah. and threatening nature of this guy. He pulls a sword on him. Yeah. And Keanu has virtually no reaction. It's, it's no. kind of he's kind of just shocked, like almost like someone almost closed the door in his face. It's, it's almost like you're about to hit the deer on the highway. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. deer in the headlights look. Yeah. Right, but there's no real emotional reaction. It's just like a sudden No, he fucking then he apologizes like you get you know I'm sorry yeah. if I offended you. Right. Whoa. As opposed to be like, sorry, I offended you. Yeah. Like, like, uh, holy shit, I have to apologize to this psychopath. Yeah. You know, it actually doesn't justify Keanu's outburst later. No. Where uh, finally his shitty outburst, I'm like, oh, now, oh, you do actually acknowledge that this guy's a fucking creepy psychopath that can't be trusted. And maybe Renfield went insane because of this guy. Yeah. Did you start putting the pieces together? Yeah. So... <laughs> really bad and that comes down to Keanu's acting again what, what does Coppola do in that you know what I mean you don't have any reactions you can't have reaction shots of him because he doesn't know what he's doing nope uh, you do uh, shots of uh, creepy shadows doing movements right so now you have the audience that. watching being confused as to why does this guy not fully grasp who this it man really seems to be really comes across that he doesn't yeah like that's how it comes idiot. across yeah yeah. And actually, it added to the campiness. I that's actually how I took it when mm -hmm. I watched it. But later on in the film, I realized like, oh no, I think that was Keanu's shitty acting. Where yeah. it's a bit, it's campy that uh, Dracula's swinging a sword around and kind of screaming at him yeah. randomly. 
like he's super sensitive to certain things. Yeah, he, and <laughs> and Keanu is just kind of like, oh, sorry, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, that was too good an accent for what Keanu just gave. That was not a good representation of his accent. <laughs> Mine was just impeccable. <laughs> but I'm watching that and watching Keanu not really react to it. I just took it as more camp. Okay. But then that gets too campy. Then yeah. it's too campy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't think that was consciously campy. I think the the scene with the carriage and stuff and some stuff before that and even a little bit later, uh-huh. uh, like in Hopkins acting and that stuff too, That that's conscious camp. Yeah. Which I, I do. I liked personally. I think that's, uh, again, I think that's fun. This was campy for the wrong reasons. It was unintentionally campy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, Dracula sees Mina. Yeah. So now this is really the start of what the movie's about. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Dracula says, oh, I'm buying all this stuff in London. And you think as a viewer, oh, he's up to something. Yeah. It's going to London for a reason. What that reason was, we never find out because he changes his reason for going to London is Correct. to find Mina. Yeah. You know, because we can't say that he was going to find Mina anyway. Yeah. Unless he heard it from somebody because they were both Romanian. It's not like she was English. Yeah. You know, back in the day in the 1500s. Mm-hmm. So he traps Keanu there with uh, three evil demon women. Here's another thing with uh, the blood queen, on the, the cross. They situation. were the queen, uh, queen vampires. They're like, yeah, yeah, they're vampires, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't know where they come from. They're just in the house. No, I guess I'm just assuming they're just people he turned. Who like, I don't know. Uh, one of them is Monica Bellucci. Who? Looks, yeah, I did not know she was in this movie. Who looks real good. Yeah, so she just cameoed that. I guess. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, she looks good. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, "Is this Monica Bellucci?" And then I thought she would be in the movie more and talk. She doesn't. But uh, was she known at that point? I'm, I'm guessing now, right? Yeah. She was probably just a model at the time. Yeah. And who are the other two ones? Was it? Who were the other two? I didn't recognize I, them. I, I didn't look. I think I recognized one of them, but yeah. Um, and that scene does happen in the book. Uh, okay. Not at that point. Uh, so so they, it, they 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 screw around with the timeline a little bit there. But which is fine. That's a fine yeah, yeah, yeah. adaptation part. You're trying to get to that. But yeah, uh, essentially, uh, they um, he leaves Jonathan to essentially be like um, a food source, a constant yeah. food source for that. But and he does. Uh, I have a question about this in the yeah. novel because this is a little unclear in the book, uh, in the book, in the movie too, right? Because yeah. in my mind, uh, obviously, for vampires, as soon as you bite the person, they're fucked. They're, they're vampire. No, it, what happens so is... So in this movie, they do make it a little explicit where he has to bite you several times. No, yeah, you have, right? he has... They, not only he, or th- they could do it as well. Um, they have to bite you um, a few times. But what really turns you into a vampire is that after they bite you, you bite them and you drink their blood. Oh. So it's the mixture of bloods. Oh, I did not get that. Yeah, because the whole thing, the whole biting and all that stuff, and we'll get into it later, it really just... Uh, it's just symbolism for sex and orgasm. Right. That's really all okay. it is. Yeah. Um, and that's actually fine. I mean, obviously I have, because yeah. vampire lore has now changed where you just bite them and they're going to become a vampire. Yeah, no, no, not in the book. Like, yeah. It's Which a couple is... of times and they have to bite you. Uh, the right. person has to bite them back. So the film makes it kind of, again, it is explicit because Van Helsing does say later, you have to get bit more than once. Yeah. Does he explicitly say you have to share blood? Yeah. Oh, he does say that. Okay, say so that. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, which is actually fine that at this point it's a little ambiguous. So, so does ambiguous. Gary, Oldman. Gary Oldman says it to Winona when they're about to fuck in the bed. Oh, yeah. Well, I want you to... I, I thought that was just a sexual thing, though. No. He just says, let's just share our, let's share our blood so we could be together or whatever. Yeah, that to, that to actually turn you. 
Oh, I see. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's being actually he wasn't just being fucking metaphorical. She actually yeah. went. Okay, I, I thought it was more. It was more like she had to make a choice to be. The, I thought. Well, I, that's what that's what they're. I actually they were trying to make him not seem so bad, Dracula. Right. Movie, which, which is a little. Well, they didn't until later. Because uh, so, he's evil. Dracula's evil, and they try yeah. to make him more of like a. a well, they don't. Sick, forlorn, you know. Guy. Yeah. Well. Well, to me though, he doesn't become complex in that way. Up until the very end, I actually think yeah. it's a change that shifts in him, which I actually kind of like personally. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I just thought because she he says no, I don't want to turn you. I thought it's the more biting. Like if he bites her one more time, she'll turn. That's mm-hmm. what I took it as. But whatever. Okay. Point being that these queen vampires, they keep biting him, but he never turns. So I was a little confused by that, but uh, I don't mind the ambiguity in that sense. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're like raping him and eating him. And then he does give them a baby at one point because he says not to kill him. Yep. Uh, that was really fucked up. That happens in the that happens. In yeah, the that's hardcore. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Then he goes to London. And this, so how far are we in the movie at this point? I think we are about halfway. No, we're not halfway yet. When he gets to London? It's what? If the movie is two hours long, the, we're at like, what, 45 minutes then? Yeah, I would say around there. That seems 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. Anyway, so at this point, I'm I'm liking the film, honestly. Mm-hmm. Then it really goes off the rails pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he comes to London. He's young now. Yeah. When does he attack uh, Lisa? Is that her name? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Lucy. Excuse me. Sorry, Lucy. Lucy. When does he? Yeah. Uh, pretty much right after. So he kills everyone on the boat. That's how he becomes yeah. young, which actually happens in the book as well. Okay. If he drinks more, he, he gets a youthful appearance. Yeah, but but someone puts, but it, then he gets put in the box and breaks out of it. He's always he's in put the in the dirt. He's always in the dirt. Yeah. Right, but he attacks Lucy as a werewolf. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Before um, and then they cut to him breaking out of the box, so it doesn't make sense. No, you see the dog. So it's a very quick edit. You, it's. It, you Why does he like become a, a wolf? Why are well, vampires not, also werewolves? It's not a werewolf. It's more. I think they just. I think they wanted to just put makeup on Gary Oldman. It's more like it's a like a feral dog in the book. But why does he become a feral dog? He in, can become anything. He can become anything. Really? Yeah. The he, only thing he becomes in the movie is a is a, like a wolf. He becomes a bunch of rats. He becomes. Oh, I thought he sends those rats. No, nope. he becomes the rats. He becomes the green smoke. Yeah, green smoke is different. You no, know, he, he can he, he can turn into all kinds of animals. Oh well, they make yeah. it. The film really f- makes it seem like it's wolves that he's connected to. Yeah, the rats okay, but like he has a pet wolf. He's able to control wolves. Yeah, I think they. Just and then he turns to, into a wolf. And the thing is, he does. If like he a was wolf. just a wolf, an animal wolf, okay, then I would get it. But he's like a man wolf. Yeah, I think they just. He's like a werewolf. I think they didn't know how to. You know, I think they wanted to put Gary and he Oldman bites her as a werewolf instead of just biting her as a vampire. So I'm Correct. confused. Correct. Yeah. And also, he does that to Lucy before he seems to know that Lucy knows Mina. Yes. It seems completely random, which it is in the book. So he just happens to find Mina's best friend. Yeah. And he knows who Mina is. Not in the book. Oh, the book he hasn't met Mina yet. He, yeah, he does not know who Mina is. Okay, so hold he on. He just knows who Jonathan is. Okay, hold on, hold and on. And he knows the area. Hold on. 
Okay. This is why this this is why the love story is a fuck up. Yeah, because this doesn't make sense. This yeah. is where the movie completely fell off. From yeah. it. Not completely, but if it goes, it fears off the rails and never gets back on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's comes to London. Yes. He's like, I'm going to fucking London. I'm going to become young. I'm going to find this bitch. Yeah. My great lost love. The entire reason I'm Dracula right now and I've renounced God and I'm a, I'm a tool of Satan, essentially. Yeah. So it cuts to Mina's friend, Lucy, who's like this also like 19... Has these suitors looking to get married? Correct. Um, you know Wealthy. this fun-loving girl, but she's a vir- and she's a virgin, and you know they kind of hee-haw about sex and stuff. But yeah. you know it's like in this innocent kind of teenager way. Yeah. And he comes to Lucy's house in the middle of the night. I mean, it wakes up to find him biting her neck and essentially turning her. She's gonna turn. Yeah, and, and it looks like he's fucking her. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, to your point, the whole vampire biting yeah. thing is a imagery for sex, right? So yeah. they they. They very much lay into that. Yeah. Uh, Coppola does. So, again, it cuts to him in London doing that to Lucy, mm-hmm. where it seems highly specific. He's sought out Lucy, but clearly, as far as the movie's concerned, he'd have no idea that Mina and Lucy know each other. So, to me, I'm like, how did he know that Lucy was Mina's friend, and why is he doing this? So, it's completely random in the movie, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, no, no. You're not wrong. That's awful. Yeah. That's really bad. And then he does that to Lucy, and then the next day or whatever, a few scenes later, he's in he's in the streets of London, and then he sees me, and he's like, "Oh, I oh shit, that's her." Yeah. And then that's when their uh, you know uh, whole kind of quasi romance starts. Yeah. But he's also the one eating her friend, fucking up her friend Lucy, and is now you know eventually kills her, but has made her sick. Correct. And he doesn't know that her and Lucy are friends. This is just completely random. He picked a random woman in London, and it was it was Lucy. No, well, yeah, but the thing is, he doesn't. Why does he keep going to Lucy if he knows Mina knows her? Because Mina finds him, and that's when he says, "You don't see me." And he yeah, and w- which he's, he does the Jedi mind trick, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that's what doesn't make in sense. In the book, to me. he gets scared off because he does he doesn't want people to see him because that makes sense. Okay, but in the book. He picks Lucy by random, and she right. happens to be Mina's friend. And is he looking for Mina in the book? No. Oh, so it doesn't matter that no. it's Mina. She, she's just another random person. No, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, that's why you're saying the love story fucks it up. The love story completely fucks it up. He go, he goes after Mina. Because there's no reason for him actually in the movie to pick on Lucy. That actually would work against him. Yes, I agree. That's why it's a mess. Um, in the book, So he, it has to be random for it to make any sort of sense, yeah, really. Yeah. He just he just knew the area around because that's what the law firm and Jonathan bought for him and all that stuff. So he was just yeah. attacking someone, and then winds up in the book, mainly Mina through a few things, uh, is able to put all the pieces together and, and to, realize that's the man that John yes who in, imprisoned Jonathan and did all this stuff to Jonathan. Okay, that makes sense. But exactly, and then he and then he as revenge for all that stuff. He purposely starts attacking Mina. I see. That's what happens. That's why this love story is trash. It <sighs> makes no sense to the what happens in the story. God. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is where stuff in the movie just start happening. Yeah. This is what I mean. It's just shit happening. Yeah. There's no, and this is where. Also, again, the fucking. It's, like Ro- it's like Rose and Jack too, where they just fall in love real quick. Yeah, but Rose and Jack randomly meet. Yeah, no, that's no, right. What, yeah, but I'm what the, it's just like automatic. Like, oh, I'm petting a wolf. Look at me. I'm not. I'm not right. a bad guy. Well, oh, that whole 
here's the thing. That to me is justified because I took it. Again, it's ambiguous in the movie, but it's this weird sort of spiritual connection because the movie implies she was sort of reincarnated. Yeah, kind that's, of. That's how I took that. Right, so they still have this like they were great loves in the past. So mm -hmm. that great love is getting reignited in her in her now reincarnated itself. That's mm -hmm. how I took it. Yeah. Um, and she split between these two guys. That to me, I can square with perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But he randomly attacks her friend. And then mm -hmm. sees her in the street, and then he continues to go to attack her friend, and then she yep. sees him attacking her. And now the movie is about him seducing her, but also getting hunted by her own people. Yeah. And it's the two aren't connected, really. No. And then Van Helsing shows up. I mean... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just shit happening. One... <laughs> and this is where the lynching thing doesn't work anymore. Like, you know, it, it you're trying to make a narrative story and then you make it weird. Mm -hmm. and it At this point, it feels like weird for the sake of weird. Yeah. Like atmospheric for the sake of atmospheric. And you've lost the story. Mm -hmm. You've lost the story beats the cause and effect to go from one scene to the other. Because he's just taking turns attacking Lucy specifically in the night. Yep. He, there's not even scenes of him attacking other people. No. It's just Lucy. It's just Lucy. Yeah. Like it's this blood sacrifice. Like she's this important person. Yeah. And then it goes back to him trying to seduce uh, Mina. And Lucy has picked her three suitors. And one of them is the doctor who knows Renfield. And there's a tacit uh, connection there or, or uh, of, of the use of Renfield because he, because the doctor knows Renfield and then he sees Lucy and he's like, oh, I have this weird metaphysical doctor mentor whose name is Van Helsing. We got to yeah. get him over. Yeah. Um, but you know, it all just kind of, <laughs> it just happens that the Vince Helsing shows up and he's actually like this irreverent kind of prick for no reason. Yeah. You know, and again, I, I don't know in the book is Van Helsing in the book. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is he old in it? Yeah. Oh, he is old. Yeah. yeah. He's an old doctor in the book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know uh, who does a good Van Helsing? Oh. Have you, have you ever seen, uh, uh, Dracula dead and loving it? No, I haven't. So that movie is actually probably closer to the source material than this movie, and that is a Mel Brooks satire of the, all these movies. Oh, and really? Mel Brooks is Van Helsing. But it, oh, it, that's it's really a, funny. It's a Jewish how have I person. Never, yeah, how have I never seen that film? It's hilarious. Yeah. I recommend it. i heard it. of it. Wow. Uh, okay. So, so, yeah, that's the thing. Just shit keeps happening, and now it becomes uh, we're going to hunt and kill Dracula's story with Van Helsing and he tries to save the girl and they do blood transfusions and there's this weird shit with you know the Christian imagery with the cross I mean the Christian imagery is throughout the film oh yeah um and then eventually Lucy dies anyway mm -hmm. and now it's time to hunt Dracula and that's what the movie's about yeah uh yeah uh, you know they put in something that fucks up the story because it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. The love story doesn't work. But here's the thing. The whole movie is the love story. I know. We talked about in text, right? The entire premise, yeah. the entire driving force of this film is the love story. The love yeah. story is the reason he becomes Dracula. It's the reason, basically, ostensibly, he leaves London very quickly. It's the reason he imprisons John. It's the reason he goes to London and finds her. Uh -huh. And it's the reason, actually, why... 
uh, Van Helsing and all these guys are able to go track him down because he's because they're using Mina as bait. Yeah, which they do in the, in the book too, because it winds up she does right. Have but the reason a, he gives a shit about Mina in the movies because yeah. it's her his love. Yeah, but it doesn't work because he's attacking her best friend randomly. Um, yeah. Um, Which you wouldn't do once he finds out she's his best friend. You would think. You you would think he would stop and just try to go after someone else. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't actually. You know, he could be as evil as he wants. That's just him being dumb. Like yeah. I, if I want to, there's millions of girls to attack, and there's nothing. He doesn't show any special reverence or love or like, oh, Lu- Lucy. He doesn't mention anything. Like she's this young virgin, yeah. rich woman, or some special blood or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just go to pick somebody else? Because it doesn't bode well for your mating strategy, bro. No. No, it doesn't. Um, also, all the houses you bought in London, I don't fucking know. That, that had nothing to do with anything. Uh, no. At the end, no. No. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, so he winds up turning Lucy into a vampire. Um, which, in the movie, it seems like uh, it was like her first night, and she's already like whatever. In the yeah. book, it's, you know, there's a string of murders, and they are able to deduce that, um, you know, maybe Lucy is this woman who's, you know, taking kids. Right. Um, and, you know, I actually liked how that scene was filmed, though, and the makeup, and the, the that whole scene I thought was pretty good how it was staged. Yeah. yeah, I thought so, too. It looked cool. It looked good. The acting was pretty good. Um, I, I forgot how violent it was, actually, the, when they chop off her head. Yeah, um, a lot of blood. Oh, this is a lot of blood. Um, again, virgin on campy, in my opinion. Yeah. Which I think at that might have been, again, a little conscious, especially considering how Hopkins, Van Helsing, makes a joke out of it basically the whole time. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we just got to cut off her head and stab yeah. her in the heart. And in the meantime, as this is going on, uh, Mina travels to Budapest. Well, because um, Jonathan escapes. Jonathan escapes to a nunnery. To maybe. a nunnery, and he writes a letter and tells her. Yeah. To come to Romania, yeah, so they can get married. Yeah. Why would you bring her to? Why? That's another thing that makes sense. Why would you want her to come to Romania? Uh, because, well, in the book, uh, he doesn't do that. It's actually just the nuns writing, like, "Hey, your man is like on death's uh, door. Like, maybe you should come, like, help." And that's why she comes. and she just goes because she loves him. And but in the married in there. the movie, John's like, "Come to Romania yeah. immediately." Correct. You know the place where there are evil spirits and vampires well, maybe attacking his, maybe me. his thinking is he's all he's there so if she comes here but then they go back to london together so yeah they immediately go back to london after they they get married. Go, yeah so it can't be that she would be you would think she'd be safer in a city as opposed to weird ass romania where he the guy knows the area and like you're not that yeah. you didn't get that far from the castle obviously because you walked this um this movie makes mina harker um a very confused character she doesn't know what she really wants in this movie. I thought that was on purpose, basically. Where yeah. she's torn between these two. But it's not fleshed out. No. At all. No. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of... Like you said, shit just happens. There's not a lot of uh, fleshing out of characters in this movie. No. Not even of Dracula. No. It starts to be that in the beginning of the film. You think yeah. you're going to get that. Yeah. It's going to be like a character study on him. Mm-hmm. But, and the focus is on, so the focus is on Dracula, then it's on John, then it goes to Dracula, and then we kind of lose it. Yeah. We lose the focus. Yeah. Once Dracula goes to London, the focus is, uh, we're unfocused now. Now yeah. it's about Lucy, it's about Van Helsing, 
John's out of the picture, and then mm -hmm. it's about Mina and Dracula. Yeah. Uh, and then it becomes about them hunting Dracula. Yeah. And uh, in the book, it makes more sense. They're going to, they really go out of their way in this movie to hunt Dracula. He's killed like one chick. Mm hmm. But I guess from Van Helsing's perspective, he's like, he'll go and kill he's more. He's going to kill everybody all the time. Yeah. yeah. But it would have been nice to see some more murders mm -hmm. in London. Like, he becomes like a serial mm -hmm. killer kind of thing. Yeah. But we didn't have time, I guess. Yeah. Or the will. I think they really try to make a conscious effort that uh, Dracula really has a heart, which is just uh -huh. not the case. He is an evil, evil character. And they try right. to... Does he have no... There's no ambiguity him. in him in, no. the, in the book? He's no. just a straight villain. Yes. He's like Voldemort. Yes. Okay. No redeeming qualities. I did get it because it's what the, what they're making it seem like. Because if he's in love with this woman, that is in itself a redeeming quality, isn't it? Yeah, but that's why they shouldn't have done it. Right. And not only that, I'm just saying it makes sense where he to me at the end where he's like, no, no, I like he decides, you know what? I don't yeah. want to turn you because he basically says, I'm heartless. I'm a, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a hollow shell of a body. Yeah. And you're gonna turn into that. Yeah. And honestly, I can't fucking do it. Yeah. That to me made sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then I didn't find quick. that it didn't make me like find him redeemable or that he shouldn't be killed. Mm -hmm. I just got where that last bit of soul he had, the only love he has for anyone is for Mina. Yeah. And he's basically like, I don't want you to become me because I, I, I took it as like he, you know, he's this tortured soul. Yeah. There's no, there's no joy Which or pleasure in being dracula is basically what he's saying yeah but then he gives it up 20 seconds later and he's like yes bite me i right. want you to bite me yes well he gives in though to his urges yeah, right real quick so it, to me it goes back to him like oh he is ultimately he is evil and he's gonna go with his selfish gain and what he came here for and uh you know she um but if you take look at the symbolism of the biting and sex and all that stuff he essentially rapes lucy and mina Yes, he, that's you know that's what it, you have to view it as. Right. He's yeah. I mean, Lucy, it's, it's 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 filmed like a rape scene. Yep. Yep. Essentially, mm -hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that happens. <laughs> John, Jonathan, Lucy, uh, Mina come back. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. So John and Jonathan has gray hair. Yeah. Which, so yeah. which it's supposed to be, I guess, the sucking taking his blood. They took his energy. Correct. Right. They aged him. Yes. Um. And that makeup wasn't too great. The gray hair didn't look too great. No. And you would think they would kind of make him try to look a little older. It was a bad, bad wig. Yeah. Well, it just it looked like the same. I, I don't know if it was a wig, dude. Was it a no, wig? No. Yeah, that was a wig. His hair was bigger. Poofier. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. I just thought they grayed it out and it looked shitty. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, you'd think they'd put some makeup on him, make him look older, but like, whatever. No, they had to use all, they used all that makeup budget on Gary Oldman. Yeah. And, and he looked great. And the monsters he was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they do a good job with that stuff, I have to say. Yeah, so they're back, and they decide we're going to hunt Dracula. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go to Romania, back to Romania, with Mina. Well, this is after they destroy his boxes of Earth. So it right. forces him to, to go. go to, yeah, right, that's true. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they follow it to, to, to destroy him. Right, so essentially what they're... Right, and they say this. Yeah. They And they want to... And they're going to get to Romania faster. And basically what they're saying is when he gets back there, he's going to be weak. Yes. And we have to kill him before he rejuvenates. Correct. Because he's in a weakened state. Yes. Uh, so they go back to Romania and now he's mind melded with uh, Mira. So that's uh, Mira. What's her name? Mina. Mina. <laughs> Jesus. 
forgot her name right. So Gold Mira, uh, green <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Mina, there, and she's my mother with her. So yeah, right. Like you said, she's a compass. She's bait. Yeah. He knows where they are at all times. And basically, they're gonna bring him to her. Correct. Now you would think he would consider that mm-hmm. Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna be waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe let me rejuvenate first. <laughs> We're not gonna do that. Uh, so, but while they're waiting for me, now they're on a mountaintop, basically, right? Like uh, some sort of yeah. With him, her, and Van Helsing, I'm talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now there's this sort of orgiastic kind of um, what is it like? Bacchus's followers, <laughs> uh, mad sexual frenzy. She goes through. Yeah. And she tries to bite Van Helsing yes. or attack him as the as the queen vampires are trying to like essentially kill him and to yeah make and, her, and they make, sort of make sure she turns yeah. yeah and they like possess her kinda yeah right and uh, and then what happens um, he puts the Eucharist on her forehead oh right and it leaves a permanent it. mark leaves a mark on her on like it scars her forehead correct um, and it stops her. Um, this serves another purpose in the book. It's actually served to protect her from what's going on. She can actually enter the fire. It, they fuck all this up. Okay. It's just a mess. <laughs> yeah. it's a, this is a mess. Well, they don't have time to explain that yeah, part of the really uh, bad. symbolism. It's well, let, let's, let's talk about that a bit. Where Again, I talk about the Christian imagery throughout the film. But it's kind of just randomly used. There, there, that's, that, that's symbolism mm-hmm. and juxtaposition between you know, the satanic evil Dracula blood vampires and uh, sort of the Christianity he renounces and the Christian symbolism of God, like being a power against him. Yeah. They kind of use it like Van Helsing uses it like twice. It works once and then it works. It doesn't work again. But not only that, it, it seems like also that it really affects Dracula more because then the, the female vampires were able to just fucking melt that. Well, shit. that's what I'm saying. They put it on fire. Like, <laughs> fuck your fucking cross, dude. Yeah. Which was confusing. Yeah. Because it worked earlier in the earlier scene. I'm like, wait, isn't this the whole thing? The power of Christ compels you? Isn't that the whole symbolism yeah, of the vampire? Sa- he essentially says the power of Christ compels you. That's it. Now, yeah. that, when Anthony Hopkins comes and exits that carriage, it's a almost duplicate shot of when Max Van Sydow comes out in The Exorcist. The light is Oh, the out. light with the carriage yep. and everything in front of the house. Oh, yeah. That so was he's definitely supposed to be, on purpose. Right. So he's like an exorcist carriage. Like yes. he's the exorcist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, yeah, that's confusing. That's a, that's and that's not just ambiguous. That's actually confusing. Correct. Um, it's not clear. No. And you know, the guy literally stabs a heart across in its heart in its center mm-hmm. and reveals all this like satanic blood that gives him superpowers. Yeah. And we never really revisit that imagery and symbolism until later on in this film, and then it works once or yeah. twice. And then one time it doesn't work, and it's not even Dracula that's overpowering it. It's these went random queens of vampires. Yeah, uh, queen vampires. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, that that's that's just weak and muddled, and un, uh, again unfocused. Correct. You know, we kind of I don't want to say jamming it in there, but we're gonna kind of have it in there, but we don't have time to flesh that out because we have too many things we're working on here. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, so he puts the cross, and it's funny too because he has the cross on her head, and it's sort of like just this half circle. Yeah, like almost only part of the cross hit her head. Yeah, you know, I guess did they try other things? Look, a full circle looked stupid, or a whole cross looked stupid. You know. Uh, yeah, they made it seem like more like like what would a birthmark look? 
Let's put it on her. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a pink dot. Yeah. Uh, you know, it almost seemed like a, a lack of conviction in this in these whole in in this part of the film in this yeah. symbolistic part of the film. So yeah, he puts the cross to her head. It burns her. Then it stops her. Basically, she's no longer in the frenzy, and that's just her being yeah. in full possession. Yeah. Right by the demons, Dracula, all yeah. the rest of it, and then they. Go back. Uh, they go to Dracula's house, right? Like right, right when he shows up, or is it on this mountain that it happens? No, they go. Well, he first uh, he go. They go to the queen vampire's lair, and he kills them all. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And, and how's it? Yeah, cuts off their heads, around. stabs them. Yeah. yeah. And then um, they then we have the uh, the chase scene where we have to see the sunset a million times. <sighs> yeah. It cuts to the sun setting a thousand times. And it's a chase scene where um, Dracula, I get pretty much, I forgot the name of the uh, ethnic group, but let's just call them gypsies for uh, the Romanian gypsies. I think he says gypsies. I think Keanu calls them gypsies. Oh, he does? There's a specific name for them. Who are super loyal to him. Uh, Yeah. Like it starts with an S. I I forget it. Um, Anyway, so he has them hired to transport him back to his his castle. And well, they were hired throughout the film. I mean, they. And that and that's kind of interesting. It implies that basically Dracula was this great leader of men back in the day, mm-hmm. and he still is this sort of leader of men. Like there's this sort of, again, like this spiritual or blood connection to these soldiers of Romania yeah. in a way. Like it's in their it's in his blood and their bones or whatever. Yeah. And so these guys are loyal to him almost to a fault, and it's sort of, you know, he just has that kind of power over people. Yeah. To me is is what's implied. I think. Yeah, and so the carriage is being chased by our heroes. Um, Van Helsing? No, Van Helsing's on the other mountain. With oh, Mina, right. It's, and, uh, which is, I, I hate this part probably the most in the whole movie because Mina purposely goes out of her way to help Dracula and sends the snowstorm. Oh, right. She becomes fucking, uh, not Gandalf. Like Storm. The X Men. No, or when War of the Rings, when uh, Christopher Lee sends the fucking blizzard. Oh, Saruman. Saruman. Yeah. She comes yeah. fucking Saruman, sends the the storm over, and is actively like, pretty much killing her husband. And the thing is, what's annoying about that is, and it, th- also this doesn't happen in the book. That does well, not this happen. This is this is what I mean with the with the ambiguous powers stuff, where he could turn into he's like a werewolf uh, slash vampire. Yeah slash now they have the power to control the weather yeah like are they x-men that's what i mean with story like they're x like they're x-men yeah and to your point again i just took this as her being possessed and still like you know no i felt like this was a conscious effort and i also hated that venom helsing was just standing there doing dick all he's just watching her do it right wouldn't you think he would stop her you would think so also she has a cross in her head at this point so you think she like came to her senses so (laughs) to your point it, it it would have made sense if Van Hel- uh, Van- if Dracula like mind melded her and mm-hmm. kind of manipulated her to do it, but he doesn't. She just kind of does it. She goes out of her way to do it. To this is her. what I mean with shit happening. Yeah, we just need something else to happen. Let's have her do it. Isn't that exciting and kind of a twist, I guess, or a turn? Yeah, uh, a dramatic turn in the film. Yeah, when you but then that very much reflects on who she is as a character. Yeah, and that, but the edit- I took it as as her to be possessed, but I know she's not and. You're right. It's actually, and and if that is what it was, they again, it's unclear. And the, it's how, mu- they it's trying, muddy. how they were trying to 
create the tension with the sun going down was awful. Because oh yeah, I don't. Uh, well, it cut to it way too many times. Yeah, well, it's like a video game, right? Like, oh, yeah. you gotta outbeat the sun. I yeah. didn't care. I, I don't because again, his powers are ambiguous in the film. Yeah. So I get it. He's gonna become more powerful, I guess, when the sun goes down. But you didn't really make that clear. Yeah. Because even in Van Helsing's voiceover, he talks about how Dracula can go out at night in the day. He's just, yeah. it's just not as powerful. Correct. But that's not clearly defined, so it doesn't no. add any tension to the film for me or any any. That's only they only use that really essentially because they know, as a viewing audience, we know vampires need to be out at night. So let's put the ticking time bomb there. Do whatever he's if he's. I'm just figuring even if it's not nighttime, he'll get to his castle and go inside his dark castle. Yeah. Gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, also, he's shown to be extremely powerful. Oh yeah. They say he has the 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 strength of twenty strength men. of twenty men. Yeah. So I don't think they're a match for him anyway. This is what yeah. I'm thinking. So I don't really care. I, if the film was trying to uh, express that, oh no, the only chance they have of killing him is if the sun is up. Mm -hmm. I did not get that at all. Mm -hmm. I think there he. I'm actually thinking. Oh man, how are they going to kill him? Because this guy's so powerful. I mean, they make that really... He can turn into a fucking wolf. They kill him pretty easily, John. Extremely easily. It's actually... I don't know if it's my least favorite part, but I, it was... It's probably my least favorite because it's the ending to the film. Yeah. And, like, this is how Dracula ends. After all we've been through with him, uh -huh. after all the shit that happens, and all the bluster and talk, and he's lived for 400 fucking years, yeah. and he's this powerful guy in London, and he's able to... Again, turn into a goddamn wolf and take possession of people mm -hmm. and turn back the clock 400 years and become super young. Yep. And some hick, stupid, dumb Texan with a pissed, with a rifle and a, a junky doctor and some old, crazy old man <laughs> and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Just kill him. They just kill him. Yeah, so the sun comes down. He comes out of the box. He's ready to fucking go. And, and they fucking nail him, The dude. second he, he comes doesn't even out, get a. He doesn't no. even get to fight them. He explodes out of the thing, and he gets his throat slut. Uh, slit, slit. Slit. And he's like, oh, fuck. He's bleeding everywhere. All of a sudden, someone... Was it Jonathan? Did they throw Jonathan the fucking knife? And he stabs him right in the heart? Was it Jonathan? It was either Jonathan or the... It had to be Jonathan. Someone Yeah, did. I and think it had just, to be Jonathan. And they just stabbed I was say Jonathan him, the doctor. And, and then that he, was it. Well, then he... Uh, when does the fucking cowboy die? The Texan guy. Um, well, he got shot right bef uh, before that. Um, oh, yeah, by one of the gypsies. Yeah. By the Romanian But dudes. he still helps because he shoots Dracula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right he's before out. he... And then, like, he slowly dies. We're supposed to care that he dies, by yeah, the way. but we don't know his character, really. We have no idea who this guy is. He's nope. actually... They... Again, he's actually a very important. They're all all those other characters that we see in this movie are important to the story. But in this movie, in this movie, they're not. They're actually buffoons. Yeah. Because in the whole scene with the suitors and stuff, she's kind of fucking with them, and it's a really campy scene. Yeah. And that's fine in that scene. Yeah. But then this, these guys are supposed to be. This is why I didn't buy that they're gonna have a shot. I'm like, yeah. these guys are all goons. Yeah. They're all these dudes just trying to sleep with this nineteen, marry this nineteen year old girl. They're all rich, pretty boys. Yeah. I, this is your fucking ragtag group of killers? Yeah. And then he dies. I'm like, so what? He dies. Quincy dies. I'm like, I don't. I guess I don't want him to die, but I don't care that you're dead. Yeah. So. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dracula just gets killed by a bunch of goons. Yep. 
Yep. Like, and no one else could do it, huh? For 400 fucking years, no one could do it. Yep. And then... Uh, uh, Again, it's not even Van Helsing having some special tool. No, he had special... nothing to do with this. Yeah. He follows Mina in right after it happens, essentially. And then Mina pulls the fucking rifle on them. Right. Oh, how are we going to kill Dracula? I don't know. Stab him? Well, and then... But then... Whoa, let's finish it. Jonathan, finish it. Uh, no. Only she can finish it. I'm just going to sit back. Right. And let them... Cause first of all, no, I'm not just going to let them go into this fucking chapel because we know there's a mind meld and there's some stuff going on. Maybe she can help him now. Oh, that's We're true, We're just going to fucking let them go in? Right, that's true, too. How you know he's going to die? Yeah, you don't know he's going to die. Might, he might trick her or possess her. He's still going to chop his fucking head off. Yeah. But we need the bookend to the beginning scene. It's got to be a nice <sighs> love story. It's so it's actually awful. It actually like is, I think, kind of meant to redeem him a little. Oh yeah, yeah, the guy who sacrifices babies. Yeah, that guy redeemed, but at the irredeemable he, guy. At least he dies with his love. Yeah, and he dies in her arms. And he's looking young. So what if he kills babies? <laughs> Nothing beats love. Love conquers all, yeah. even babies. And she still loves him. And then she really made. They really end it with Mina loves Dracula. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like happy that he's like his soul is good. <laughs> she loses the mark on her head. She's yeah. fucking smiling, looking at the old uh, fucking Byzantine photograph, right? Painting of them. I mean, I took the, I took her losing the mark on her head though. Is like she's no longer there's no no vampire in her anymore. No, yeah, right? no, absolutely, she doesn't. Uh, yeah. she, and that's what also happens in the in the book. She because he dies, she goes back like, to normal. Is he old? Yeah, but like. She's looking at that fresco, bro. She's happy. <laughs> yeah. She knows when she dies. Now he has go peace. Yeah. Um, the, How many babies did he kill? Oh, probably. First off, he was a he was thousands. A, he was Vlad the Impaler. He was actually impaled his enemies too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the guy was brutal his whole life. He didn't just become brutal when he became Dracula. No, this is a bad person. <laughs> this is a very bad person. Uh, this is this is like uh, you know what this is. This is like superhero worship. You know, this is where I. I like Coppola and others, maybe the guy who wrote it was like, I liked Dracula as a kid. Yeah. So I want to give Dracula a good send off. It's like Loki. Okay. You know, the Loki yeah. show, Marvel. Yeah. Where we're going to pretend in Lo the show. Loki's not evil. Loki is not only not evil, he cares about people dying. Yeah. When we've watched him for 10 years kill people and his whole plan was to try to conquer Earth and make everyone a slave. Yeah. That's what kind of this is. This is, this is, um, this is hero worship. This is like, and because you looked up to this guy as a character, yeah, you have now, you emotionally actually care about the character, mm -hmm. and you you know, I I don't want him to end evil, even though he's he's clearly an evil villain. Very the evil. whole love thing is fine. I I actually think that's I, I don't think it works for the film, but I'm saying, the idea of Dracula loving another person is fine. Then just change the story and make it kind of an original story. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I, uh, but to finish that point, I don't, that doesn't mean you got to redeem him at the end. Yeah, well, yeah. And basically give him a nice, peaceful death. He also looks like Jesus death. at that point. Yeah, it's a little weird, right? With, and he's like in a chapel and there's yeah. a cross over them and stuff. He looks, he looks, he looks like white Jesus. Right. And then, um, and then it just fucking ends. Uh, Want to know how the novel ends? Mina, seven years later, is writing a letter saying she loves her life with Jonathan. They named their seven-year-old Quincy after the guy who died for them. Oh, really? Yeah, because she really actually loves Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. 
and she appreciated the people helping her. Right. This, fuck this movie. Yeah. Movie's a really bad adaptation, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that sounds bad. It's it's awful. It's awful. Um, I just love how oof, there's no love story between them, and I mean that is the entire premise in this film. Yeah. It actually is what starts pushing the film off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie also, uh, you know, before we go into uh, the home stretch on this episode, uh, this movie actually made a lot of money. Two hundred yeah. for a rated R movie. Fifteen million, right? Back then, two hundred. Yeah, a lot of money. Um, on a budget of only forty, so a lot of bang for your buck. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Metacritic score is only in the fifties, but it's Rotten Tomatoes no, no. score. Oh, the oh the Metacritic score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah Rotten yeah. Tomatoes is seventy eight, and it won uh-huh. three Academy Awards. Um, All design, though, right? Yeah, uh, makeup, sound editing, and production design, I believe. It was nominated for something else, but it lost that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the makeup and production design is fantastic. And I mean, the costume is certainly yeah. Oscar worthy. The cinematography, I think, is very good. Is, too. I think is very good. I think a lot of directing is very good. I, you know, uh, it's an interesting movie. Again, it's made by a talented director. I like you the know. music. So I listened to that opening sequence music. Um, like that six minute. Yeah, piece. yeah, yeah. I listen to that like twice a month, since wh- for wh- like uh-huh. twenty years now. I like it. Uh, he's a Polish man, uh, Wojciech Kolar, I think his name is. But I love that piece. I like the music in this movie. I do too. It's uh really well done. Um, but you know, the, like pretty much every movie that we say we don't like, uh, the story is all over the place and it fails the movie. Yeah, I mean, if this was a great script, this could have been a great film. Yeah, I agree. It really could have been. I, good. It was at a, you know, you watched this and you were like, uh, you were like, I was like, you know what, man, ninety two, Coppola still had it. Yeah. He couldn't recognize a great script anymore, I guess, but he still, as a director, he still had it. Yeah, and also, but the thing, like, you can just tell, like, they were just. Um, it winds up feeling over long, even though things just yeah, happen. It's not a long film. It's only like two hours, long, but it feels longer. But yet everything is cut so short because they knew some of the scenes with the actors were terrible. So like they mm-hmm. had to piecemeal it. Well, even it's with the, the, the scene with the suitors, again, this is why I'm, I'm pretty uh, convicted in, in the idea that Coppola was going for the camp. Mm-hmm. So he had these scenes that were campier, but mm-hmm. then it kind of, I, I think it might've made the film longer. So it's almost like they had to catch up yeah. later on. Like we didn't, you know, we're, we have these suitors. He's in London. He meets me and we haven't even met Van Helsing yet. No, we, 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 and then when Van, Van Helsing, Helsing comes late, late and then things start moving fast. Yeah. Yeah. And shit is just happening. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> And again, okay, he could turn into animals and shit. To me, that wasn't clear in the film. I haven't read the book. That yeah. was not clear in the film. Even when he... I didn't find that he turned into the rats. Mm-hmm. I thought he just sent a bunch of rats. Like, I knew he could kind of talk to animals because he says, like, he, you know, he has the wolf. So to me, that added up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the smoke, whatever. He's being a weird... He's like a spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's immortal. So he's like this kind of demonic spirit. Yeah. But when he's eating... Uh, 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 on her as a as a man wolf i just thought that was weird and out of nowhere and that to me is is just a shit happening kind of thing yeah like oh that's cool mm-hmm. we, we don't have, we don't explain it david lynch doesn't explain anything yeah but and he actually also, lynch makes a more coherent story than i think people uh realize yeah lynch then, has a lot a lot of a lot more coherence in his in his 
really good in his good work um the, uh and it's not just weird for the sake of weird but also the, he uses regular dogs in some of the scenes when they're he's attacking we oh yeah that's we don't see the were man that's true too they cut to regular dogs sometimes yeah yeah you know but like you see his face he's got a face as the wolf uh-huh it just jarred me i like is he a werewolf and a vampire yeah or how about when uh when they're in the cinema cinematique yeah yeah and he's essentially gonna rape uh mina and mina's like i really don't want this to happen and uh, he winds up not doing it because uh, he's somewhat not of a bad guy, I'm guessing. Right. And well, then, uh, you know, or wants to earn fucking, her love. Yeah, and then, but, and then he just earns her love. Yeah, it kind of just happens, right? This is where just I. Happens. This is what I mean. Where uh, she does have that line where, like, I feel like I know you. Yeah, and, and then this is and where I she, took it as like their and then connection. She talks, about Rome, she talks about Transylvania, like as if she's been there before. Uh huh. But she's fucking drunk on absinthe. Yeah, and you know, absinthe has a you know that symbolic connection to being like a yeah spirit, like a true spirit. You know, it's like the strongest drink. I and didn't they do call it spirit. They do call them spirits for yeah. a reason. I didn't buy the love story between the two of them. That's all I'm saying. I, I, well, just, I bought that he uh, loved her. Yeah, obviously. I mean, that's easy enough. I didn't buy that she loved him. I mean, I, I you know what I mean. I don't buy that it would happen that quickly, like right. that. I mean, I think it would have been nice, uh, like interesting, maybe if. He really, they went full force of the mind melt thing. And basically she's like, I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. And she's clearly not in love with him because she's in love with this new man and her, you know, future self life. Yeah. And he just kind of forces her to love him. Yeah. You know, like he, he tricks her and, 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 you know, basically, uh, yeah. Psychologically, you know, Dr. X is, you know, is like Dr. Xavier and is able to convince her that she loves him. Yeah. You know, since you're going to give him superpowers, <laughs> you fucking use them. Yeah, that might have been interesting, but no, they wanted to to just actually have that connection, and she actually does fall for him. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I think too, and if there was enough time, you could have fleshed that out and and made it work. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and maybe make it a love triangle thing, and maybe I don't know, apologize to John or have a sort of arc where she realizes or has a revelation that. No, I'm in love with John, and this man is just is evil, and yeah. that's that would have been fine. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not really buying it. I, you know, I, I do think part of it though is I don't think Winona Ryder is really good in this film, and I didn't, no. you know, no, she uh, felt like an actress. I didn't know what she was doing. She looked good. It though. wasn't just oh yeah, she was gorgeous. She looked very good. Um, you know, and it wasn't just the accent, like even the yeah. orgy scene. I thought it, it was it was a little little fucking community theater. Yeah, little high school musical. You know, sometimes I, mean? I feel like, I feel like, they know they're when they're doing a bad job. If yeah, they're not, the actors. Yeah, even unless they're completely like narcissistic, I feel like they know when it's not going well. Right. Well, I was not, reading about the production, and that's where I read about Coppola talking about Keanu, and he and her and Gary Oldman didn't get along. Apparently they got along and then they stopped talking to each other. She didn't like, she, it didn't elaborate. I didn't look into it, but she basically liked his acting style, but apparently they're good friends now. She said, you know, he was going through a divorce. He had issues. Basically it sounds like he was just being a prick. I don't know. Yeah. He was probably he, drunk a lot. Too, yeah. And he's like, did his method acting shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you know, there were, there was also things where like Coppola would tell Hopkins and Keanu to say mean things to her off, off, off camera Jesus. to get her into the scene and Keanu and Hopkins refused to do it 
Um, <laughs> I could, honestly, they're I, like, fuck I could, you. I wouldn't either. Be like, I, yeah, fuck you, I dude. could see Keanu Reeves not do that. I could definitely see Anthony Hopkins be like, okay. No, I've heard. I've heard Hopkins is really chill on sets and shit. Like, he's, except for he's his a, own daughter. Yeah, he's a weird guy, you know. But, uh, but yeah, you know. Uh, but when I read shit like that, I'm like. I mean, a lot of guys did that, right? Kazan did that yeah. famously. John Ford would do Kubrick. shit like that. Kubrick. I mean, these guys are psychos. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I read shit like that. Maybe I'm reading it to where I'm like, man, Coppola was not happy with her performance. And he was really trying to get her yeah. to do what he wanted her to do. Yeah. And maybe realizing like, fuck, this ain't working. Hey, yeah. can you like call her a cunt and like make her feel like shit? So maybe she could, I don't know, understand emotionally what's going on in this scene. Oh, you're not going to do it? Okay, fine. Action. <laughs> fuck it. You know? Yeah. That's what it felt like. When I read that shit, I'm like, that man, that adds up. Yeah. It's a you weird... got to fucking get your actors to ball her out and do this method and makes basically turn her into a method actor. Yeah. Because she won't, she, she ain't doing as great a job as you want. It's a weird movie in that there are big time stars who don't feel like big time stars in a movie. Kevin yeah. Well, they, I mean, the biggest part is old men. Second biggest is Winona Ryder. I mean, she is yeah. a true co-star. Keanu was it in the beginning. I thought Keanu was going to be the star. He's not at all. He just disappears. Yeah. And I didn't even know Hopkins was Van Helsing until he showed up. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I, ben Helsing good, should have been there. They also have good supporting actors, though. Carrie, and and they're not utilized at all. I, I like Carrie, Carrie Elwes. Uh, is that how do you say? Is it Elwes I, or Elwes? I always called Elwes, but I, I always say I'm, Elwes. I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, Carrie Elwes is barely in it. Yeah, too. and and um, the other guy, the play, the guy who plays the doctor. Oh, I don't. Um, oh my god, he's in Logan. Name? Yeah, I know you talk about. He's, he's a, good a good actor, actor too. I don't know his name. And they're just not. I mean, he's used. not a star, though. No, but they're good actors. Oh, and for they're sure. Not. And I, I think, think you got Tom Waits, right? So Tom Waits, and then I think the guy who plays a Texan is C. Thomas Howell. I'm not sh entirely sure about that, but like he, that's another not bad that's actor. That's C. Thomas Howell. It's someone. It's someone who's not unknown. Right. Uh, no, they're good actors in this film. And I don't know. I I thought everyone did a good no. job. So Richard E. Grant is the is the doctor. Is the doctor? Yeah. Billy Campbell is Quincy Morris. Billy Campbell. Why do I know that name? He was in. The, he was the star of The Rocketeer. Oh yeah. Okay. He was also the bad guy in The Killing. Oh shit. The guy uh, in the wheelchair. Is he? Uh, his father. He comes. He's got a famous dad. Uh, that I don't know. I don't see that. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. So these Doesn't are matter. people who are like talented, and they are just there. Well, these are two. These are cardboard characters. Yeah. There wasn't enough time for them, whatever. I, you yeah. know, there's not a story here. It's just shit happening. Yeah. You know, it's just a shame because this is another one of those films where I'm, it's not irredeemable. Mm -hmm. You know, I do on a, I do kind of get, like, I could see how Rotten Tomatoes can get a good score and then the Metacritic is 56. Like, that to me kind of adds up because you yeah. got to choose either good or bad. Yeah. I, I can respect enough critics giving this a good score. Mm -hmm. Basically saying, like, this. Because this is a well-made film. There's a lot to like about it. It's mm -hmm. not awful. Um, it's just a shame of it is to me. I'm watching this and it's another one of those films where I'm like, this could have been a great film. Yeah, this could have been a lot of good, good shit going for it. And this is yeah. another movie where the script is really what lets everybody down. I mean, the acting too, but you can, 
get over the Keanu thing. Again, it becomes sort of a, a fucking performance art piece where I'm like, this is so bad and that it's almost fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, it ain't that level, but, you know, who cares? Gary Oman is so good in it that he carries the film anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's a shame because I was interested in this movie. I'm interested. Uh, I was I, I was drawn in and compelled and wanting to know where it went, it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just misses the mark. It was Coppola trying to be David Lynch and I don't know I, I guess they thought it, because it's weird and Lynchian and gothic we it, the story doesn't have to be as coherent as uh, any other story yeah and it does because it fails because because of the story yeah oh yeah this movie's bad because of it what, what would you give it a score as 51 okay because like half the film is, yeah, I mean the production design is. Uh, Gary Oldman is awesome in it. It's a really great performance. The production design is top notch. The cinematography is top notch, very good. Uh, the music is top notch. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do like the editing. I like the campiness. I like where it was going in the beginning of the film. Um, you know and. Uh, Again, if if this was a stronger script, you know, I'm basically lobbing off again 49, 50 points because of the script. Yeah, it kind of does, and the acting too. I mean, I am pissed at Coppola for putting someone like Keanu Reeves in this. Winona Ryder, okay, that's a miss. Yeah, but Keanu, that's that's just, you just fucked up, and you should have known better. Of course, I mean, especially a guy who is credited for being one of the guys who like was a like one of the best casters. He has some of the gr- his films are some of the greatest <laughs> yeah. performances in film fucking history. Yeah. Ever. Even the, the small greatest roles. performances ever from some of the greatest actors who've given some of the greatest work ever on film. Yeah. And their best work is arguably in Coppola's movies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then okay, he- Winona, I get, but Keanu, dude, there's so many good young actors at this time. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. So many. And fucking stars, too, dude. You couldn't find a star... Mm-hmm. That could do an American star. They could do a British accent or a British star that was around at the time. Yeah, you time. couldn't find a good-looking British guy. Come on. Come on, dude. <laughs> or fucking make him American. Make him an American lawyer. Or you change so much anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Make him from America. You get, you put a fucking text into the movie. It was apparently in the book. Okay, fine. Yeah. So just make him American. Oh, so bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would say 50%, 51. I'll, I'll, I'll say 50. I'll, I'll okay. take off a point. Because I, I just I just got annoyed. Okay. Because um, besides Keanu, and basically, I, again, I'm not going to give him a note. Besides Keanu and the script, everything else is very, very good. Yeah, but this, I think the script's so bad. Uh, Thirty-eight. Yeah, it's fair. It's so bad. It's 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 it's, it's, it's beyond clunky, in my opinion. It's does. I think it gets. I don't think it's clunky place. until he leaves London. I think everything works up until that part. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, we got... But, you know, that's only a fucking third of the film. Yeah. So, two-thirds of the film, you're right, is clunky. Yeah, it falls apart. It falls apart. It's just shit happening. I mean, I won't say... Even in the middle where he's doing with Lucy and, and all that shit, I thought they there was a chance they could have maybe fixed it and tried to tie it together as to why that bullshit happened. They just mm-hmm. don't even try. No. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that last third... I mean, the way they killed Dracula is terrible. Yeah. It just becomes a shitty slasher flick at the end where they defeat the bad guy. In 10 seconds. 
Yeah, he's not a threat at all. No, it take it's. I'm not kidding you guys. Ten seconds. He dies immediately. Yeah, no fight at, at all. all. He breaks out of the box and like I guess you've lost all your powers. I I was get I how I took that last scene honestly was they got him at the right second. He's coming out. He's exploding out. Slashed him right there. Sure. So they got really lucky. Yes. I mean, who cares? It's like fighting the bad guy and he gets a heart attack. Yeah. It it's makes sense. Oh, we got a heart attack. That happens. It's number yeah. one cause of death among men. <laughs> ages thirty to fifty, whatever. It should have been uh it should have been more dramatic and earned. Yeah, come on. Yeah. It's it, it sucked. It did suck. <laughs> but it is Coppola's uh it was Coppola's best film. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking apocalypse now. Yeah. Um he's made stinkers. You know, I like The Outsiders, but it's not really a good film. I just love the book. No, well, well, we're also forgetting Jack. That's the best movie. Oh, boy. I never saw Jack. Uh, you never saw Jack? As a kid. Oh, I saw Jack many times. Did you really? Oh, yeah. That movie That movie's weird. That movie sucks so bad. <laughs> uh, Have I, you seen any of his recent films? Did you see, like, well, Tetro? Was it, I didn't see Tetro, but he's he's going to be making one now because he's pretty much sold, like, a bunch of his vineyards. So he. Oh, really? He's getting out of, like, the wine business? or well, No, he's going to keep some of it, but he he's, like, fucking 80-something now. And he wants to make this um, Megalopolis, the one that he's been trying to make forever. Uh, what's that about? I don't know. It's based off a book, or it's, like, his no, thing? No, his, his thing, and it's about families and all that shit that he's into. Um he he signed he uh sold some of his vineyards just to have the money to finance it himself oh boy which i love how he's still fucking crazy like that man that's yeah fun. no I, where he's willing to leverage he did a vanity affair article which is amazing oh really i gotta yeah. i gotta look that up it's an amazing article I mean, he's where, a very he's a fascinating guy I yeah and he's before. smart yeah and he talks about he's like listen i just need this house and like some of the vineyards here my family knows it, knows this already, and they have their own stuff now. I mean, they're all successful. They yeah. really, and all in their own rights. It's true. Yeah, and he's like, they don't need his money. He's like, no one wants to give me the money to make this movie, so I'm gonna do it myself. It's classic Coppola, man. So that's the guy's just, what he he's did. Still fucking nuts. Well, it's he awesome. t- he talked. Well, he said that. In, I do respect he him. Says that in the article, he's like, uh, listen, I've had hits and misses, but what's I uh, also made hundreds of millions of dollars off this uh, wine uh, business. Yeah. Uh, so it wound up working out okay. Right. <laughs> God. Because Apocalypse Now actually didn't really make money. I think he actually no. made a comedy after that that he that actually ended up making money. Okay. And that's where he recouped losses and like uh, helped his. Well, know, he his wanted Amer- he wanted American Zotrope to be like the indie, you know, outlet for artists like him, uh-huh. and a, a couple of his movies failed, and that's what hurt Zotrope really. What's Zo- I actually don't know what Zotrope is. That's his production company. Oh, it's called Zotrope? Yeah. I thought it was called... Yeah. Why did I think... Yeah. Whatever. I thought it was called something else. And he... Um, yeah. You know, that, that's the Well, shame. he, would, he, he even he talks actually, about that in Heart of Darkness, right? I mean, that was yeah. his big thing. Uh, he almost... And in that, he's kind of... Uh, not predicting, but he's, he's talking about basically... Uh, the independent scene that's going to come a couple decades later mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> where he's like you know i uh he's got that famous line you know i want film to get to a place where like some what does he say like fat girl from kansas can just pick up a camera make a movie yeah um that was always his thing about empowering the artist yeah and making it just easier for them and less friction in order to create great yeah. films 
and he, that that's why that's why he took like a lot of that personally when it failed because he was like he felt like he was failing not only his own family but like other like the future of, of filmmakers yeah, and or stuff. just his peers like an outlet for you know if spielberg or lucas right. or scorsese wanted to do their own thing and they were having trouble getting it done at universal or columbia or wherever right well they the could same go with to like him altman when his production company then it went under yeah uh he Sucks. was trying to do the same thing yeah it's hard yeah, yeah it is it's tough so. filmmaking's hard oh yeah it's very hard uh it's why it's a real it's another reason why i try to give this good points where it's a real shame where the script i mean listen it's obviously he really directs this with script, enthusiasm i'll say that much there's a lot of so i was gonna say that it makes sense to me that he was a fan of dracula he's actually passionate about the script because you yeah. you see the passion in this film he yeah. really cared about yeah. making this movie and that's what i suspect for a lot of his shitty work he was kind of phoning it in yeah He's like, you know, I kind of want to make a movie and I, I'm still a filmmaker and I like, but you know, he wasn't really hungry for it. I can't believe he made Jack. He made yeah. Jack four years later. I really That's can't really believe That's really bad. I, when I, he definitely did that for Paycheck, dude. I mean, that was oh, like absolutely. clearly but I didn't know he fucking did that big ripoff until I Robin was Williams. way older. I was like, I was just looking up. I'm like, remember that film Jack? Yeah. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, Francis Ford Coppola directed this piece of <laughs> yeah. shit. Wow. This guy arguably made the Whoa. three greatest films of all time, and he did Jack what, 20 years later. What happened here? <laughs> what mind break happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. That's what happens. I don't know. I'm, root, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I hope he gets I'll in. I, you know, he's, he, he also said in the article, he's like, listen, uh, I'm in the 80s. I lost uh, 150 pounds because I went on this new diet. Maybe I have 10 years left. I would like to get this movie made in those 10 years. Oh, wow. So he's like just getting started, you're saying? Yeah, he lost, not... he lost a shit ton of weight. No, 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 no. no. What yeah. I mean is the movie, though, he thinks he's going to yeah. get it made over the next 10 years? I think he wants to get it done soon. You know, sooner rather than later. But you would think he's, he just I sold the like, vineyards and shit. He, he yeah. like doesn't want to be in production by like next year or... I don't know. He... The man's nuts. I mean, he is. He's, nuts. <laughs> he's a nutty man. I yeah, can't. It's awesome. I don't know what he, what is really is, you know, supposedly yeah. like, you know, he'll talk, he talked to the guy, the reporter and the reporter was like, he is so nice and he'll talk about all these other things and he'll try to like put off not talking about movies like in really? that way. Yeah. And then once, once he's uh, wined and dined you the entire day. And like brought in these great lunches and dinners and all that stuff. He's like, "All right, so now let's uh, ask the questions that you have to ask me, and I'll answer them." Ah, uh, that's funny. That's interesting. Yeah, he doesn't really give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like business to him. Like now we got to talk. Yeah, and but then you, you see his passion business. coming through. But he's like, I don't want to really, you know, talk. Well, because like he's got to revisit it, the painful memories and yeah. basically the fact that like, because yeah. eventually, what does every journalist ask him? Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, and doing? and you know, in why some, did you some form or another sell off huge swaths of your vineyards? Uh, well, because I need to make this movie, and no one else wants to give me the money to do it. So, right, I'm not Warren Beatty making Howard Hughes. So, yeah, yeah, you know, that's true because he's almost like an outsider at this point. Maybe yeah. he feels that way. Yeah, he probably does. He probably absolutely does, and he is. Yeah, he is. So, all right. Well, let's we'll um, we'll keep tabs on that. That's fun. Yeah, so uh, we are the Flicky Podcast. Uh, you can email us at flickypodcast at gmail.com. You know, uh, you subscribe can also to subscribe. our. It's also because the Apple Podcast app, because I listen to podcasts, is fucking annoying now. 
uh-huh. where if you don't subscribe to the podcast mm-hmm. and you like go out of the app and then you go back to the podcast, you know how like it'll be waiting there for you to play it again? Yeah. It's gone. You have to follow the podcast and for it to stay okay. there and you got to yeah. go find it again. So okay. just to make it easier for you guys, because okay. uh, I would imagine most of you aren't listening to this in one shot. No. You know, with commutes not. and stuff. Uh, at least I don't for long podcasts. I mean, we are amazing. So maybe we it's that riveting and you have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, follow, subscribe, uh, leave a review. Uh, if you got anything mean to say uh, or any constructive criticism. I'll take it. Just give take us it. five stars. Yeah. That's all I ask. And uh, email us. And email we us. listen to people. We do. We Our do. first uh, five-star review, the guy told us to do Titanic, and then we did it. Yep. Although, keep it real, we did impl- we uh, we might have not been as mean as he wanted. I don't know, because I, I got from the review that he really didn't like it. He was on your side. Yeah, well, See, I, I, I implied that he was on your side. Yeah. Um, you know what? I have an idea for my our next film. I want to see if you what you think. Enlighten me. You know what I want to do? What do you want to do? I want to do Blade Runner 2049. Okay, I actually just watched that a month ago, so I can rewatch that. What did you think? Maybe we should talk. I own it, but too. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Sure, why because not? I watched it once in theaters. We watched it together. We wa- Oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. we watched it together. Didn't like it. And I just got reminded of it because it was just put on Netflix. And I did actually uh, just buy Do Andrew Dream of Electric Sheep. Yeah. Uh, by uh, Phil K. Dick because I, yep. I haven't read it. Um, and I just got the idea. I was like, you know what? I will do Let's that. Let's revisit this movie. You're Maybe going, I will like it. You're going to say the same things that you've said about Titanic and Dracula. You're going to say it's technically really well made. Some of the acting yeah. is good. Some of the acting is bad. And the story is terrible. And it's probably and you're going to say it's over long. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how I felt the first time. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to watch it again. And sure. honestly, it'll be fun, I think. And uh, Villanueva, who directed it, is one of my favorite directors working now. He is so. very good. Loved Dune, among other movies that he's done. So, okay. Right. So, why don't Blade we do Runner that? 2049. Yeah. All right. Let's make that happen. Sounds good. Okay. All Until right. next time. Bye.